And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining us here on Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Cresson, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. It is 9.04. We are live here at Global News Radio at Chorus Key and beautiful Sugar Beach. Sugar Sandbox. Let's <laughs> let's be honest here. It's not quite a beach. But how are you doing today, Kelvin? What's good, good, What's actually. Yeah, I was just saying, what a nice day again, eh? Yeah, it's just Man. been... Beautiful weather all summer. It's getting to that point where it's starting to feel a little cool bit like, bit. you know what, the C&E is on, yeah. and it feels like it. Yeah. The evenings are a little cooler. The mornings are a little cooler. I just changed some of my timers the other day. Oh, yeah. Come on a little bit earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. You know what, that's uh, that's something that, you know, I used to work primarily in the afternoons here right. at 640, and I was up after the sun all the time. <laughs> Since switching to a morning shift, right. I'm up before the sun and there was a, maybe a month time, maybe yeah. in the middle of the summer where the sun would still get up before me, but right. now, I'm back to darkness again. I know, so. eh? <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's part of the changing seasons yeah, and it's yeah. all... It's kind of nice, right? Yeah. It is nice. It yeah, is nice. I think so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you need to reach Kelvin off the air, you can always call 416-457-7526. You can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. And you know, why ask Kelvin? Because he's a pretty smart guy. He's, <laughs> uh, you know, in a recent ranking of financial advisors across the country, he was ranked number 40 and that is out of over 85,000 financial advisors across the country so kind of a big deal good guy to know good guy to ask (laughs) he's not going to toot his own horn so I might as well do it (laughs) Kelvin you know there's so many things that we think about when we talk about your life and your money and your finances and everything a lot of people talk about stock markets and things like that but there's so many things that are pretty accessible people don't always get right. There was a study about TFSAs I want to ask you about a little bit later uh-huh. on that we talked about earlier in the week. But, you know, there's there's other things that people can do aside of just planning for their retirement, right? Yeah, well, you know, when I when we talk about these topics mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I try to listen to you guys and you and Kelly in the morning to see, you know, what are people interested? What's going on in the real world? And I got to thinking about that life insurance guy. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, us... Financial advisors, many of us don't really talk to um, clients about life insurance. Mm-hmm. And 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 the reason why I think is because most people associate life insurance with uh, death, yeah. right? Man, I'm going to die if I buy this life insurance. Yeah. So I think <laughs> what we should do is, first of all, change the name to love insurance. Ah. Hey? Because you're buying it for somebody you love. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe we should do that. Yeah. Call it love insurance. Take right? care. Insurance. You're, you really, you're taking care of the Your people that you might be leaving behind. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we don't, as financial advisors, don't address that a lot. We talk about retirement. We talk about you know budgeting and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But man, what if something happens? Then right. What? Yeah. So all those plans are for nothing. Are gone. Then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I like I said, you can't buy a car without getting car insurance. Right. So you can't really live without buying life insurance. I think. Yeah. And there's so much convoluted stuff about life insurance. People think it's a big scam. People think this and that, right? I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, so we're going to clear up some of those uh, myths about life insurance. And interestingly, when I was doing my research for all of this, what, I, what we found is that most people would buy life insurance from a friend or a family member. Really? Yeah. I, <laughs> I have why? <laughs> I don't know. So what, or somebody, yeah, Many people that come to the office and they look at their insurance, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tend to look at everything they have. So insurance is one of the things that we look at. 
And, you know, it's true. I would say out of 10 people, uh, eight of them bought it from a friend or a family member. And many times they're buying the wrong thing. Right. And they can't complain. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a friend to. or family member. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it creates a lot of, lot of problems, you know. Mm-hmm. So people actually buy life insurance. Um, you know, they, they actually don't buy it. It's sold to them. Mm-hmm. Somebody's selling them something. Right. So, so don't be think. buying anything, you know. Yeah. Make make any financial products, insurance, TFSAs, RSPs, whatever. Make it a part of your financial plan, part right. of your life. Don't just buy it for, oh, my buddy says I should buy it, mm-hmm. you know. I'm going to go buy some life insurance, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll get into, so, so reasons people buy life insurance is why. I mean, like, why do people buy life insurance? I guess because they want to make sure that people are taken care of. After yeah, I mean, gone. when you get as you get older, you get married, mm-hmm. you have a family, right? You buy a house. Yeah, I I would imagine a lot of people don't bite the bullet and get their life insurance until they've actually got kids. Right? They start thinking about the future and they yeah. start thinking about, oh, geez, what happens if I leave them alone? Right. Or many people I find um, in their thirties now. Oh, my dad, my mom and dad bought me. A ten thousand dollar life insurance when I was like five, you know. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking uh, that that was nice. Yeah. But you should really start thinking about the future. So so most people plan their lives looking in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. right? So you know you're going to need certain things in your lives as you get older. Mm-hmm. So why not try and plan it out now and and kind of look into the future and say what do I need mm-hmm. and try and prepare yourself now for those things. And we'll also touch on talk a little bit on critical illness insurance as well, which is a, another uh, wing of planning ahead, planning sure. for if things don't go exactly according to plan. Right. If you've got any questions about life insurance, about critical illness insurance, about finances, we'll talk a little bit about TFSAs a little bit later on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone is the number to get a hold of Kelvin live on the air. That's 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. More of your life, your money, coming up on the other side here with Kelvin the Money Guy on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are live here at 9.13 on your Sunday morning, and we're talking about your life and your money because the show's called Your Life, Your Money, or or is it called that because that's what we talk about? It's a it's yeah. a conundrum. I'm not sure. The chicken or the egg. But we've been talking about life insurance uh, over the last 10 minutes. Love, so. love insurance. Love insurance. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because it's not it's it's, it's insurance for the, those you love. Yeah. Really, when you think about yeah. it. Eh? And in the commercial break, we were just talking about a story <laughs> that uh, Kelly and I talked about on Friday about uh, pets. In, in your will. And apparently people are now not just willing their pets, but willing a certain amount of money for their pets. Wow. So that, you know, say, you know, God forbid something were to happen to you, Kelvin, you just thought, you know what, my friend Chris, he yeah. can take care of my, yeah. my dog. <laughs> and then you would also will a certain amount of money to take care of that dog's needs. Because they're expensive. They are expensive. Yeah, exactly. So that's another expense that you maybe want to make sure that your loved ones are covered for if if something happens to you, if you pass away. Right. So some of the reason why people buy life insurance or love insurance, we say, is to pay final expenses. Like a funeral is like, I don't know. It's expensive to bury someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mom passed away about 11 years ago now. And I think it was like uh, 15,000 or something. Um, to you know, to 
to yeah. to cover all this costs and stuff like that, right? So that's one of the reasons. And you don't want to leave people with uh, with no money, so yeah. you want to buy some type of insurance. Another thing is to cover your kids' expenses. I mean, if you prematurely pass away and your kid's like 10 or 11 or mm-hmm. something, and who's going to pay for their education? Right. So that's one of the things. That, and I mean, these topics, this is what we're talking about, not to scare people. Yeah. You can feel you're going to die. I don't think you're going to die, but mm-hmm. yeah. But if, you know. Well, you are going to die, but it's just <laughs> a matter day, yeah. of one day. So <laughs> you want to make sure that things are taken care of. The final expenses thing is huge, huge. because you don't want to leave your family holding that bill and then you know, res- they're not going to resent you, but they're, they're, they're going to have a f- very frustrating time. They're already saying goodbye to their parents or right. their aunt or yeah. uncle or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're, they're stuck with a huge a big bill. bill, man. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. That's a big, uh, that's a, that's a big expense for people to, uh, to have to take care of after someone passes away and you're dealing with grief and everything and mm-hmm. then you, you're not sure what to do. Right, exactly. We've got a call coming in uh, right now, actually. Uh, Andy in Toronto wants to ask you a question here, Kelvin. Let's get Andy on the air here. Andy, thanks for giving us a call. Yes, um, Kelvin, uh, I was wondering if uh, it's possible Mm -hmm. whether um, grandparents can purchase catastrophic insurance for a grandchild. Catastrophic insurance... Um, so give me an example. Like, I mean, uh, you, you could buy the insurance. Yes. On the kids, on the child's name. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, uh, and it's not an, it's not an unusual thing. No. Right? And you know, I got to tell you, that's a good question because, uh, let's say the child is, I don't know, how old, how old are they? Well, the child is, uh, less than, uh, eight months old. Eight months. Yeah. So, so in many cases with uh, with kids, what we do is we we say to um, the parents or the grandparents, listen, purchase a um, uh, like a twenty p insurance, right? So you buy, right. for example, a hundred thousand of life insurance and a hundred thousand of critical illness, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And you pay for twenty years. After twenty years, nobody pays anymore, and the coverage stays forever. And some right. ca- and some cases, uh, when the child's young. In 20 years from now, you can actually get your premiums back. So if you set it up, if you set it up properly, uh, it could not only be a life insurance or a critical illness, but it could also be a for savings for the child when they're, you know, when they're a year old or something like that. So lots right. of things to look into. Yeah. Um, and okay. So yeah, good thoughts, Andy. Thank you very much, Calvin. All right. Enjoy your day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling, Andy. And if... You want to get Kelvin off the air, you can always give him a call at 416-457-7526. So, Andy, if you want to ask Kelvin any follow-up questions or meet him to talk about purchasing insurance, it's 416-457-7526. And you know, it's a good question he had because what happens is grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, they want to put away money for the kids, right? right. Oh, I want, to bu- I want to put away, you know, 5000 on RESB or something for... Right. For the kids, or I know my grandparents bought me like a savings bond yeah. or something. It, mm-hmm. But do it this way because what happens is, if you sit down and you do it properly, it doesn't cost more than putting away five thousand dollars or whatever, right? right? But it becomes actually a savings for the child and becomes something for their future. And if you set it up properly, by the time if the child is a year old, man, by the time they're thirty years old, they've got it made. They've got investment. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you buy RES. Life insurance should, is the first pillar of financial planning. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wealthy people, that's how they leave money to the generations 
to come. Right. True life insurance. Think about this for a second, right? <clears throat> so let's say your parents, Chris, wanted to leave you a million bucks when they when they pass away, right? Mm-hmm. So thanks, buy, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> let them buy a million dollars of life insurance. Right. You pay the premiums mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. So so there's so many things you can use it for, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't. We think about it, oh, man, it's a big scam. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. It's not a scam. No, you have to use it as part of your financial planning tool, you know? Yeah. So we've talked about a couple of different reasons to purchase life insurance. One was to pay those final expenses, also to cover children's expenses, and that sort of plays into what Andy was right. talking about, too. Exactly. Making sure that there's uh, something there for children or grandchildren mm-hmm. after you're gone. So, so after the break, I guess we'll touch on one of the big things I find with uh, with life insurance is business owners. Right. Um, they they don't use the uh, life insurance components as a tax planning tool. Many of them don't. I see some people come to the office and business owners mm-hmm. and 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 they have none of this kind of stuff. You know, I'm thinking, man, you guys, you should be using this to help you um, grow your wealth tax free. Interesting. Okay, so some tips on how to use your life insurance to grow your wealth, especially if you're a business owner coming up after the break here. If you need to reach Calvin off the air again, 416-457-7526. Visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. More of your life, your money coming up here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And you can always visit askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A to find out more about Kelvin the Money Guy and find out more about everything that we talk about here today on the air. Kelvin, we've just been talking about life insurance, critical uh, illness insurance, Mm -hmm. and you were just mentioning that a lot of business owners are not using it as a tax planning method, and there's there's options there so that they can actually use the money in their business to buy the life insurance. I I see business owners that come to see me, and they got all this money sitting in their um, in their company, right? I'm thinking, why you guys just buy a big life insurance, like a you know, pay for ten years or eight years, whatever, depending on your income or money you have, and then you don't pay anymore. And what happens is down the road. You can now go take out all the cash values or dividends, whatever, how you set it up, and it's pretty much all tax-free. So life insurance should be used as a tax planning tool also, not just to, I mean, you need it to pay off your debt and make sure your kids are looked after if you would have died prematurely. But I think more importantly, use it as a tax planning tool to help you save taxes down the road. I mean, what do we always talk about? How much we're taxed to yeah. death, right? That's the constant. That's the the thing that you'll always know. Taxes are going to keep yeah. going up. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we look at things like TFSAs, like we're going to talk about in a bit, but and RSPs and so on. But very seldom do people look at their life insurance as a tax planning uh, mechanism to get them to where they want to get to. So the life insurance could be both things, you know, cover um, expenses if you die prematurely, but mm-hmm. more importantly, if you live, give you all kinds of tax-free money down the road. Right. And I think that's what's missing is that. Mm-hmm. We know we should buy life insurance in case we die. Yeah. But I think we should buy life insurance if we live. Yeah. Eh? So how does that work to get the tax-free money down the road, is it? Yeah. So any proceeds from a life insurance mm-hmm. um, is not taxable. Again, it's the way you set it up. Right. Yeah. It's really hard to explain on the radio. It's like mm-hmm. cutting hair over the radio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can't really do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things I encourage people to just call or sit down with your advisor mm-hmm. and explore these kind of things. Because like I say, you only know what you know. 
Yeah. Right? You don't know what you don't no, know. No, so let's explore this kind of stuff, man, and try and figure it out. Yeah, so right? sit down with your advisor if you have one. If you don't have one, give Kelvin a call if you want, Kelvin, to give you a second opinion on something yeah. that's set up by someone else. You can give him a call as well. And another question that people always ask is, man, how much should I buy? How much life insurance should yeah. I buy? Well, I don't know. You have to sit and figure <laughs> out what, uh, what you owe, what, you know, more. think about mortgage insurance, mm-hmm. for example. There's really nothing called, there's no nothing called mortgage insurance. It's right. just a terminology to cover your mortgage. I think I've got mortgage insurance. I can't remember. Yeah, most <laughs> people don't know. Yeah. And the thing is, when you buy mortgage insurance from the bank and not the knock banks, but you're really covering you're really covering the bank, not right. you. So, for example, like I was telling you, let's say you had a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. And you knock on wood, you pass away. Well, guess who gets the money? Not your spouse. The bank. The they pay off, Yeah, they pay off their mortgage, right? So it's insurance for the lender. It's that's, not insur- so that's actually yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. So imagine you had a mortgage under three percent, mm-hmm. right? And you pass away, and your spouse gets three hundred grand. Well, what if you could earn? Five percent, six percent on that three hundred thousand. Yeah. Would you rather not invest it and then take the profits and pay off the mortgage? Yeah. Yeah. So, so have options. You know. So make sure that your spouse is the one that's going to get, get the that money. money so yeah. That, so that yeah. they can pay it off rather than just right. insuring it through the bank or to the bank. And many times, mortgage insurance uh, through the banks um, is more expensive because what happens is most people take a five-year term mortgage, right? Right. And they cover their mortgage for five years. Well, in five years, you're five years older. Mm-hmm. So guess what it's going to cost you? More. More. Yeah. So why not buy a 20-term insurance or something now and keep the payment the same forever? Yeah. Like, it's bizarre how we do things. It's yeah, really weird. that's true. That makes sense. And then yeah. you think about when you're younger, obviously, the insurance is going to be cheaper. And then the next question is, what kind of insurance should I buy? Mm-hmm. There's whole life, term insurance, universal, all kinds of names. Like, you know how we always say it's RSPs and lifts and riffs and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Same thing with insurance. <laughs> what do I buy, man? Do I buy whole life or do I buy term? So most people, I think, would buy a term insurance because we're all cheap, right? Yeah. So I'd rather buy something uh, cheaper today, mm-hmm. not knowing down the road it's going to cost me way more. So again, this whole life, this term insurance depends on you and your livelihood. Mm-hmm. So whole life is like buying a Mercedes or a Cadillac. So what do you what can you afford and what do you want to pay? Right. Right? So there's all different, you know, different strokes for different folks, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is dependent on your plan. Yeah. What you can afford today, what you might be able to afford down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough what happens is when people really need the insurance, guess what? They don't have. They don't have. Or they got the wrong. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because they buy a an insurance because it's cheap today. But then when they're sixty years old, it's like, man, I don't have any life insurance, and I still have debt. What am I going to do? And then it's even harder at sixty to get life insurance. It's like really expensive. And what if you develop health issues, man, down the road? Mm -hmm. You'll never get it. Yeah. So it makes sense to get it when you're young. Yeah. But the problem is, so many people. Like I can speak as someone who's on the cusp of still being young here. Right. That. You're sort of short-sighted, and you sort of that's something that I'll deal with later. And right, you're not thinking about it because it's not in your mind yet. Well, it's like everything else, you know. We um, we're short, we're really short-sighted, eh? Mm-hmm. And we don't look into the future. Like I say, we manage our finances, looking in the rearview mirror. You know, you ever hear the should have, could have guy? Yeah, man, should have bought that insurance. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I could have bought that yeah. stock, right? Well, don't live like a should have, could have guy. 
you know you don't want to be you know entering your retirement or coming close to it with a ton of regrets right exactly mm-hmm. yeah and and like like i said the insurance serves a lot of purpose you know paying off debt paying um uh, preserving taxes, things like that, yeah. you know, and passing on wealth to the next generation. Right. Right. So, so sac- what, what's the, what are you working for if not to do that, to right. give a legacy to, to, to your, your children, your yeah, nieces your and grandkids, nephews, whatever, your grandkids? Exactly. Yeah. There's a... And, and everything is, a, there's a cost to everything in life, mm-hmm. right? You just have to figure out how much do you want to pay. Right. And you, and you go from there. I mean, uh, so I encourage everybody to sit down and look at your life, you know, look at your, uh, you know, do I have enough? Or get grab your insurance policy and give me a call and let's do an, uh, let's analyze it and say, man, do I have the right thing or do I have too much? Yeah, you need a checkup. Call Kelvin, the money guy, 416-457-7526. Double check to make sure that what you've got is right for you and your family and your financial situation. Talking about life insurance, talking about love insurance right. here <laughs> on your life, your money here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And it is 9.33 here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, your life, your money. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy, talking about finances, talking about your retirement savings, talking about your life insurance or your love insurance <laughs> and talking about so much about how to plan for your future and plan for your future finances without getting too you know, into stocks and yeah traders and all that, all that Bay Street stuff. This yeah. is this is the pure life stuff, man. Yeah, ground level things here. Well, think about it. You buy insurance on your car. Some mm-hmm. people buy insurance on their MasterCard and all that kind of stuff, which is a total waste of uh, not car insurance, but mm-hmm. like like all those other things you buy. Mm-hmm. It's like a total waste of your money, you yeah. know. But something that's important like this, we don't even think about. Yeah, it's making really sure that your loved ones are cared for after you're gone or if, you know, talking about the uh, critical illness insurance, which I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit more uh, coming up soon here, is, you know, taking care of yourself and taking making sure that you're covered right. in the event that, you know, God forbid, something, something happens to happen. you and you're not able to work for sure. an extended period of time. Now, there was a study that uh, Kelly and I talked about earlier this week um, and it was from Statistics Canada talking about how many people are using TFSAs for planning their retirement. So just a quick break from mm. the insurance talk to talk about that and the tax-free savings account. And this year is the 10th year yeah. of the TFSA. Happy right. birthday, yeah. TFSA. <laughs> and it's a milestone. It, until then, you know, there was the RRSPs and people still, of course, use RRSPs. Right. But one of the findings in the Stats Canada report was that people don't really know what they're doing. Like 40% of Canadians use TFSAs as a simple savings account as opposed to an investment account. Yeah, which is, well, there's the first problem when they launched it. They launched it at the worst time ever, 2009, right? Financial crisis. And they call it a tax-free savings account. So people mistakenly took it as a, like they're taking the subway to get in, get out, get in, get out. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's not. They should call it a tax-free investment account right so you shouldn't use your tfsa if you're putting aside some money for a vacation no in fact in the first year that that they launched it i forget what percentage of canadians got penalized because they were using it as a savings now the government kind of said okay you know what we'll we'll waive that fee for mm-hmm. you but next time don't do it right um so so that tax-free savings is an investment account like your rsp like your liras things like that and interestingly enough if again if you take 10 people 
and you ask them, where is your TFSA? Mm-hmm. Guess what the answer is? In the bank holding a GIC. Mm-hmm. Well, it's wrong because you're not making any money. Right. It's crazy. Well, that's it. it. Might as well be a piggy bank at that point. Yeah, exactly. That's what they should have called it, a piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> right? But so if you're holding a TFSA, go and grab your statement mm-hmm. and have a look and see where it is and see what your return is. And don't be using it as a savings. Take some money and set it in the bank, in a bank account to mm-hmm. use for everyday living. Right. So if you were, you know, according to an Ipsos poll, I think it was 25% of respondents said they were using their TFSA as a savings account, 10% save it to buy a home or for mm-hmm. an emergency fund. Right. Well, if you want an emergency fund, have an emergency have it, fund. Right, exactly. But Don't the TFSA is more about... Retirement, mm-hmm. more about... In fact, I, I think, I uh, forget what the study says, but I think in about 10 years, 15 years from now, they say the TFSA will actually take over from the RRSP. Um, because it's a true tax saver. Mm-hmm. But Canadians don't use it as a true tax saver. It's a great tool for tax planning, mm-hmm. but like everything else... We don't explore it, right? Which is really bizarre. Yeah, and we, you know, we we think a lot about pur- purchasing an RSP. You get that tax break at yeah. the end of the tax year, and then you put some money in a TFSA, or, or, right? Or maybe you want to uh, buy your TFSA now or mm-hmm. beginning of the year, whenever, and then come February, take the profits and register it as an RSP, right? You know, little. It's the little things that make us financially successful. It's not the big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all the little tools that you have to use, the little techniques to get you to where you want to get to. I think, Kelvin, people are embarrassed yeah. to not know. Yeah. They're embarrassed that they don't know right. what they're talking about. So you don't bring it up. People mm-hmm. don't talk about it necessarily. They might, people, you hear people talking and you don't necessarily bring it up. And you, so you, you don't venture that question to to learn something well what do we always say you know don't be a, a no, like don't be a know-it-all mm-hmm. like like you know be a learner like learn as much as you can yeah they, you know they say readers are leaders right yeah and leaders are readers don't just take things for granted and oh my buddy said i should do this well they don't know yeah you know go and sit down with your advisor and figure out what to do yeah it doesn't cost you anything just some time yeah right and plan out your life man you know, one of the things that I've been trying to do personally is start doing things on purpose. Take right. things off of autopilot yes. and start doing things for a reason. Right. And that's something that uh, definitely your finance is a huge part of that. So you, you've you got money in an RSP, you've got money in a TFSA, and what are you doing with it? Right. You know, take some le- take some charge with it, talk to your advisor and Figure out what it's all about. Figure out what you're doing with it. Is it in a mutual fund? Is yeah. it in a GIC? Yeah, what are you doing? What's it doing? Yeah. And, and the thing is, every Canadian today that haven't put any money in their TFSA could, could put up to 63500 mm-hmm. And I bet you, I, I bet you there's a lot of them that are underused, like they don't fill up their TFSA. In mm-hmm. some cases, the older people that have RSPs, like uh, quite a lot, might want to sit in, if it's right for them, deregister some money and throw it inside the uh, the TFSA. Pay a little bit of the tax today, mm-hmm. make back the tax in your tax receiving account and move on. So you don't have a huge tax yeah. bill when you're retired. Yeah, sit down and do some math. Math, don't, numbers don't lie, man. Mm-hmm. Eh? Perfect. And if you need to give uh, Kelvin a call, you're looking for an advisor, you want to him lo- to look over what your advisor has planned out, 416-457-7526. Visit askkelvin.ca and, and start doing things on purpose. Start right, planning exactly. your yeah. finances and yeah. your retirement exactly. on purpose and as opposed to, you know, 
tucking stuff away. You know you're supposed to put it in a TFSA. Yeah. You know it's a good idea, but then there's options within that. Yeah, don't be the should've, could've guy. Yeah. Could have done this, should have done that, but I didn't. Well, that's the thing. That's one thing that I I think about. You don't want to be in your retirement and filled with regrets. <laughs> I know. That's it. So make sure that you're doing a few things right today and you're not going to have to worry about those regrets in the future. So one of the things that stopped us from getting there is health, right? Mm-hmm. Not dying, health. So after the break, we'll we'll touch into this critical illness stuff. Yeah, so something that doesn't... Uh, knock you down but something that makes it a little hard to get back right. up and there might be a period of time where you're not able to work not able to work full time exactly. and there's ways to make sure that you're covered in those times and plan ahead for that possibility here you can always call kelvin 416-457-7526 visit askkelvin.ca that's ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. More of your life, your money, coming up on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Yeah, give us a call here live on the air if you've got any questions about what we've been talking about, talking about your life insurance, talking about critical illness insurance, talking about love insurance, talking yeah. about how to plan ahead for those you know, things that you don't necessarily want to think about. But uh, if you've got a question for Kelvin live on the air, please feel free to give us a call. I'll give you the number at the end of the segment to call him privately as well. And you can always visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And before the break, we were talking about critical illness insurance. Right. So we're talking about, when you talk about love insurance, it's another branch of that. It's taking care of your loved ones, say, if you can't right. work because of an illness. Critical illness is more for you because, in fact, you know, chances are, you know, you're not going to die. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age that we're living, you know, people now are getting cancer, stroke, mm-hmm. heart attack, because we're also stressed, right? A lot of the things that would have killed you a generation ago they're survivable. Yes. We've got the, the, we got the medical medic- breakthroughs, yeah. the uh, the great skilled medical right. practitioners who are able to take care of you and make sure that you get better. But for a certain amount of time, you might not be able to come into right. work every so day. So stats tell us that if you get cancer, stroke, heart attack, you're off, you're off work for six to eight months. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, do I have enough money to cover all my bills for that six to eight months? And if the answer is yes, then don't get any curriculum because you don't need it. It's a yeah. waste of your money, mm-hmm. right? Go buy something else. Go have fun, right? But you've got a, if you've got an emergency fund that's that good, but all the Many stats that I see say most Canadians couldn't live a few months without working. Right. You can't. They, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I forget what that stat was. Mm-hmm. It was really awful, wasn't it? So, so you need to, what I encourage people to do is get themselves one time their income. So cover yourself for one time your income. In 20 years from now, if you don't get the stroke, ha- cancer, or, there's like 27 things, right? If you don't get any of that stuff, you ha- you can get all your premiums back. All of it, right? So you've been paying into that premium for the critical illness. Nothing happened. You've been healthy, but you're strapped for cash and you're able to... To get, get all your that, money back. Money or back. you just don't pay anymore. And whenever you, after 20 years, you decide, man... Ah, I have enough money now. Mm-hmm. I take all my premiums back. Imagine you bought car insurance, right? Mm-hmm. And 20 years from now, you didn't get an accident or nothing. And mm-hmm. they said, hey, man, here, you can take all your premiums back. That'd be a pretty good deal. Yeah, you didn't lose anything, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And when I do the math, if you're a 40-year-old guy mm-hmm. and uh, say it costs you $2,000 
for um, a critical illness insurance for like a hundred grand, right? Mm-hmm. And and actually, by the way, the money that comes from the critical illness, it's a lump sum and it's tax free. So you're not paying income tax on that no. because you've yeah. already earned it. You already yeah. paid the tax on yeah, it. Yeah, and there's and there's lots of benefits for that. You know, like there's one aspect of critical illness that gives you what they call best doctors. So maybe in Canada we don't. Maybe you have some type of disease or cancer or whatever that we can't cure here. Well, because of the critical illness, you get best doctors around the world. Wow. So and then you, if you yeah. had to go down to New York or something to get right. medical treatment somewhere in Europe, then that's something that would be covered as well. Right. And one of the myths is people think their work insurance, like their health insurance, whatever benefits at work, uh, has an element of that, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So they mistakenly think that there's a critical illness um, attached to their, um, to their benefits, but it's, but it's not. So we really need to explore that. So critical illness, I say, is more important than life insurance. Um, and more importantly, if you're actually if you're under forty, I think you better go get one, right? And see what the cost is, and and don't overbuy it. Typically, you buy one time your income, so whatever your income is, mm. purchase one time that, and then and move on, right? Yeah, and for all the same reasons that you would want your life insurance for the critical illness insurance is there too and your your daughter's in her 20s and right. she's got it yeah so oh. she bought a hundred thousand uh critical illness and life insurance after 20 years she doesn't have to pay anymore and mm-hmm. it stays with and her forever so she's still covered she's paid her premiums yeah. and she's covered and she was paying premiums based on what a 25 year old right would be paying exactly. versus what a 45 year old yeah. would be paying and interestingly enough most people don't want to buy a life insurance or career list when they're in their 40s and guess what instead of paying a hundred bucks a month now you're paying like man like two three hundred yeah it's really bizarre what we do yeah it makes it, you don't necessarily think about what the the consequences are when you yeah. put something off right you're putting off that cost and it's not just the same cost it's going to be exponentially higher because the odds are the, those actuarial sciences that work for the insurance company are calculating, now this guy's a higher risk because right. he's 20 years older. Exactly. And when you think about it, you know, it's good th- good thing you said that because what happens is, imagine you're the insurance company, right? And now one in two gets cancer. So mm-hmm. what do you think you're going to do? You're going to cancel these, uh, you won't have critical illness insurance anymore because it's too expensive mm-hmm. for the insurance company, right? Right. So it's, some, it's something that might happen, I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, if you're common sense... You'll see that you know what I better maybe look into this and see if I can if I can afford to do it right. Yeah. And I think so many Canadians sort of take for granted that you know our taxes pay for our healthcare. We're paying for all that, so you you don't necessarily have to worry about those costs. But there's the cost of keeping up your home while you're in the hospital. Exactly. There's the cost of making sure that your debts are paid while you're in the hospital right. and not working. And and in some cases, if you when you do the math. You know, lots of people have tons of money in their RSPs, right? Well, maybe maybe you want to take a little bit out if it doesn't put you in the next tax bracket and pay for your critical illness. Mm-hmm. Because in 20 years from now, you get the money back. And in 20 years from now, put it back into your RSPs. So what did you? What did it really cost you? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And that's a good point. And when you think about what you want to be doing while you're sick, if yeah. you, you know, God forbid, I, I, mm-hmm. I keep saying that, knock on wood, right. you get sick and you're not able to work, 
you're stuck in the hospital. You want to be focusing on getting better. Yes. You don't want to be thinking about your piling bills that aren't able to get paid because you haven't been able to go to work. Right, exactly. I think, you know, like parents that are listening that have kids, um, like Andy was saying, buy a critical illness for the kid. Because in 20 years from now, man, they're not paying anymore. They have the coverage forever. Right. So if you're, you know, wanting to do something good for your kids, I would sit down and see what it costs to do mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And then that's and by the time they're 20, they've got that coverage. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So or, plan ahead, you know. Or if you want, you take those premiums Take the money back. back. Yeah. And you put a down payment on a house or something. <laughs> or buy a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? All those nice things. <laughs> those are both great ideas. And But that's what, you know, what when, you, when you've got a plan, you're able to have contingency plans. And when something goes wrong or something goes right, you're able to look at a couple of different options rather than constantly being funneled down the wrong path. Yeah, and don't be worrying about the stock markets going up and down and up and down. My God, it's going to go up and down. That's what it's supposed to do, right? Worry about these kind of things. Don't worry about the things you can't control. Mm -hmm. You know, worry about the stuff that you can control. We'll talk, we'll talk more about all of this and talk about your financial plan coming up along the other side of the break here. 416-457-7526 is a number to get a hold of Kelvin. That's 416-457-7526. And you can always visit Kelvin at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E- yeah. K-E-L-V-I-N <laughs> dot C-A. Ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Ask Kelvin dot C-A. More of your life, your money, coming up on the other side of the break here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And today on the show, we've been talking about your life insurance, your love insurance, taking care of your loved ones, taking care of yourself if possibly you were to get sick, and the insurance options that are available for you and how that's all part of your financial plan so that you've got options down the road now, Kelvin. I guess maybe some final thoughts on life insurance as we uh, close out the show here. Yeah, so I, I think that you know anyone that's um, anyone actually should go and have a look at what it costs for life insurance and if it makes sense, do it. Mm-hmm. But I think more importantly, critical illness is what you should have. It's like a they should make it like a must. Right, you must buy critical illness, otherwise something will happen mm-hmm. because. You know, cancer is, is uh, something though that we everybody knows someone that had cancer, mm-hmm. but they didn't die. Right, right. But they're but and they're, that's that's great news. Normally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's stress with the money yeah. aspect. So here's mm-hmm. a chance for people to get a critical illness, to get a lump sum of one time their income, and move on tax free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's funny for men, it's cheaper actually. Really. To buy, yeah, because wow. of life because of lifespan. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So for most medical things and insurance things, men are normally expensive. More expensive. <laughs> Aside from dry cleaning and haircuts, I think this is the only thing that I that's cheaper for men that I've heard of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. I was thinking, oh my God, shock. And when is the best time to get life or critical illness? When yeah. is the best time? Now. Just yeah. you're healthy. Wherever, you're whatever young. age you are, yes. whatever now is yeah. the time. It's like everything else, you know, the older you get, the mm-hmm. more expensive it costs. And there's risk involved of health, health risk. Yeah. So why not get it now when you when you're good and you're healthy? It's like going to the bank to get money, right? Mm-hmm. You're only getting older. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Like it's like going to the bank to get money. When you don't need money, they'll give you a ton. Right. But if yeah. you need money, uh, you can't get any. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing like critical illness. Man, I should have bought that last year because yeah. I didn't know, 
I didn't know I was going to get diagnosed with something. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's too late. Right, yeah. So why not be proactive and sit down and see, what does this cost me? And actually, you'll be interested to see it doesn't cost you that much. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's maybe a 100 bucks a month or something. I don't know. You have to sit down and figure it out. But planning ahead is the best way to live a life without regrets. Yeah. And, and if you're going to buy critical illness, don't buy it... Um, like, don't buy the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. Like, don't buy it where you don't get your premiums back. Yeah. You know, spend a little bit more and buy something of quality. Don't buy it because my buddy said, oh, uh, you should buy it. Mm-hmm. Right? Buy it because it's part of your life. It's part of your, your financial plan. Right? And if you can get your premiums back, that becomes a Bonus. potential for yeah. savings account where you're able to take advantage of it down the road. And, and I did the math. And if you, if you're, again, if you're 40 years old, you buy the critical illness, one time your income, I figured about a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. In 20 years from now, it's about, uh, it's about 40,000 that you put in almost, right? 35, mm-hmm. almost 40 grand. If you took that 40,000 and put it into an RSP mm-hmm. and get the tax savings, if you're in about a 40% tax bracket, it's though as if you have taken the same 2,000 every year and put it away and earned about a 4.5% return on your money. So you're not really losing anything. Mm-hmm. You're just guaranteeing yourself that if something happens, I get a lump sum of money. And if nothing happens, I get all my money back. Yeah. So what do you have to lose? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Everyone should go onto my website or give me a call and, or talk to your advisor and get a quote on a critical illness insurance with your premiums back. And you'll be shocked to see how cheap it is. Yeah. Learn about how you're able to take care of yourself, take care of your family down the road. Yeah. And you know, if you like your advisor, give them a call. If you want to yes. talk to Kelvin, give him a call, 416-457-7526. We, we as financial advisors don't talk about that. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of buddies and stuff and we talk all the time, but we never ever talk about life insurance as a tax planning tool, mm-hmm. nor do we talk about critical illness. What if something was to happen? All we worry about is the stock market is going up and down yeah. and up and down. Well, man, what if you, what if your client gets some illness mm-hmm. and they have no money? Right. And at the same time, the markets crash. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens? Yeah. You're toast. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. good for the advisor, not good for the <laughs> client. Not good so for anyone. <laughs> better to plan ahead for everyone involved. And yeah. you talk to a guy like Kelvin, who's a uh, number 40 out of uh, all of the top financial advisors in the country and uh, probably a pretty good guy to to know, (laughs) a good guy to talk to about this sort of thing. And Kelvin, I guess sort of final thought before we go. Yeah. And don't buy, don't be, don't be buying anything, Mm -hmm. you know, make it part of your life. This is why I need it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't need it, I ain't going to buy it. Go ahead and make it part of your plan and plan You got ahead. it. Yeah. Awesome. You know what? I always learn so much when I talk to you, Kelvin. I hope that everyone out there is learning a lot, too. You can always reach out to Kelvin at askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And give him a call off the air, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-7526. Thanks for spending yes. another Sunday morning with yeah. me here, Kelvin. And uh, Thank you. with all the listeners out there. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks. Have a great rest of your weekend and stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.